Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you watching our broadcast. Today, we're going to continue talking about established in faith. And with me, once again, is Pastor Justin Bridges, Eric Deaton, and they both work in the ministry here and serve this ministry and what great men of God they are. We're going to be talking about, as I mentioned, established in faith. That is so important. And I believe it's more important today than ever before. You know, we live in a, a world that is going through a lot of changes right now. And the only thing that is going to get us over is knowing the Word of God, having faith in God, Amen. and absolutely refusing to compromise. Yes. So we're going to be dealing with that again today, Amen. and I trust that it will be a tremendous blessing to your life. Now, if you have your Bibles, let's open them to Colossians chapter 2. This is our uh, foundation scripture that we've been talking about, and I want to read it to you once again. Verse 7, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Notice that phrase, established in the faith. It's very important that you and I become established in our faith in God's word and in God himself. Once again, you're not going to make it in this crazy world that we live in if you don't know the word of God and you don't have faith in God. The Bible says that all things are possible to God. Nothing is impossible unto Him. But it also says, and all things are possible to Him that believeth. Yes. So that's where our faith comes in. And so once again, it's important yes. that we become established in faith. What does it mean? Unshakable, unwavering, no matter what's going on around you. Some of you guys, either one of you right now, just jump in and tell me what you think. Not actually what you think, but what you know the Bible says about become, becoming established in faith. Well, when you look at the, the life of faith, it's, like you said, it's rooted and grounded in Him. It's grounded in His Word. You know, the whole aspect of faith is what pleases God. He that comes to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. See, everything is dependent on He. It's looking at Him. It's not looking in your own ability. It's not looking in your own strength. But it's knowing Him. It's having that personal, that vital relationship with Him. It's being established in Him. Faith is our victory that overcomes the world. Yes. I mean, faith pleases God. You know, think about God values faith. It pleases Him. He recognizes faith. And also, He, he, uh, he understands the, the, that, that faith is the mode that we operate as believers um, in the world today. And once again, as you mentioned, the Bible says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, right. even our faith. Right. So that would say to me, without faith, there's no possibility of overcoming the world. Right. And a lot of people, even Christian people, I mean, I, I hear this more from Christians than I do unbelievers. You know, uh, well, Brother Jerry, we've already heard that faith message. It's time to move on to something new. Folks, you don't ever leave the Word of Faith. Right. It's something you build upon. It's something you become established in. Yeah, but there are other things in the Bible. Yes, there is other things in the Bible. But in order to receive what the Bible says you can have, it requires faith. Right. You're not going to receive anything the Bible says you can have if you don't have faith. Faith in His Word and faith in Him. So, once again, uh, I, I don't personally understand or even know how anybody could think 
that with what's going on in the world today, you're just going to overcome it with religious thinking, religious tradition. It's not going to work. No, sir. You know, the Amplified of that scripture says becoming increasingly more established. So yeah. it's something that we should be more and more established in. And for 51 years, yeah. you've taught the body of Christ how to walk by faith. You've never wavered from that. Yeah. And I think about, I know you were an athlete and especially a great baseball player. And when you were a young man, some coach taught you the fundamental, some yeah. fundamental principles, the techniques, the, the, um, the, uh, you know, the, the form. Yeah. And so you, you became a better player. You got more established in yeah. that. And that's what I see the same way you walking by faith for these last 51 years. And you know, every time we went to practice, we went through the basics, the fundamentals again. You know, uh, growing up, uh, there was only one family on our street that had a television set. And I remember on Friday nights, they would set it in their living room window and invite the rest of the neighborhood to bring their lawn chairs and quilts and we lay them out on the wow. ground and we'd, we'd sit there and watch that television. Well, finally, I don't remember what year it was that we finally got our first Philco black and white television <laughs> set. And I remember uh, my dad uh, turned it on one night after he came back from work and uh, there was a, a professional football game on and it was the Packers and the Bears, Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Bart Starr was the quarterback of the Packers. And uh, I fell in love with the Packers. I, I, and I'm still to this day, I'm a Packer fan. And uh, could, because they were the first team I saw on television play, playing professional football. So I became a Packer fan. And of course, back in those days, Vince Lombardi was the coach. And I, I've, I've loved Vince Lombardi's life and his techniques and so forth. And I remember uh, I got to go to the stadium one time and I was supposed to do a chapel service. Now these were many, many years later. I was supposed to do a chapel service for the, for the uh, uh, Packers. And by this time, Bart, uh, I mean, uh, Brett Favre is the quarterback. Back in my day, it was Brett Favre. I mean, uh, Bart Starr. Keep getting this mixed up. But uh, I was supposed to do this chapel service. Well, something happened and the coach decided to do a lockdown and wasn't going to have a chapel service. He was upset with some of the players for something, so they didn't let me do the chapel service. But uh, the, the team president or CEO or whatever invited me to go on a VIP tour of the stadium and so forth, and they took me into Vince Lombardi's office. Wow. So I got to sit in <laughs> his chair behind his desk and and uh, there was all these photos of famous uh, Packer players, you know, back in the day. And they gave me uh, a book that he had autographed. They still had copies. And uh, it was some of the principles that he taught about the game of football. And I remember this one chapter right at the beginning. They said that he not only taught them the fundamentals of football, but the players also said he taught us how to live life. Wow. And so, uh, and this one player said, we won the Super Bowl a number of times. Back in those early days, they were a dynasty. Mm -hmm. And he said, no matter how many times we won the Super Bowl, when we'd start the New Year's practice and we'd walk into that locker room, Coach Lombardi 
would say, gentlemen, and he'd hold up a football. This is a football. This is yeah. a football. <laughs> this is a football. Yeah. He never would allow us to leave the basics. Right. And he kept drawing X's and O's on the blackboard, mm -hmm. went through all the fundamentals, and he never would let them forget the basics. Yeah. They went over them and over them and over them, yeah. time and time again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was a very aggressive coach, and, and he didn't put up with anything. Right. You know, back in those days, you, you didn't play it the way he wanted to play. You sat on the bench. And, uh, but it, he, he proved how important never leaving the basics is yeah. because he was a champion. Right. He said there's no substitute for winning, you know, right. uh, and there's no substitute for winning in the game of life right. either. And if you don't learn the basics of faith, yeah. then it's not likely you're going to be a winner in life. Right. And that's the reason why for 51 years now, I'm in my 51st year of ministry, why the Lord instructed me way back there when I first started, teach people how to win in life. Yeah. Talk people into winning. Yeah. And I, I don't know any other way than to teach them the basic fundamentals of faith. Now, a lot of people don't want to hear it. Uh, I remember Brother Hagin saying many times, uh, you know, people would get upset because I'd start preaching on Mark 11, 23 and 24. And they'd say, Brother Hagin, when are you going to move on to something new? He said, when you learn this, we'll move on to something new. Right. But he never changed the message. Yeah. He preached it till the day he went to heaven. Right. And that's important, and I believe even more so important today because the world's changed. This is not the same world I lived in 50 years ago. Right. It's not even the same world yeah. you lived in 20 years ago. Right. And, and now that everything is changing and we're getting closer and closer to the appearing of Jesus, and just before He comes, you know, Satan realizes his days are limited. Yeah. And he's going to pull out all the stops, so to speak, and launch every attack you can imagine. And it's going to require that God's people yeah. be established in faith. Amen. Amen. You know, I think about um, just, it's not, it's also being reminded of those basics. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about uh, the Apostle Paul ministering to Timothy. And uh, in 2 Timothy, he told him, he goes, he goes, I recall, and he goes, I remember your unfeigned faith your faith that's unfeigned. And he said, I, I saw it in your grandmother and I saw it in your mother. And he goes, I see that same faith in you. Yeah. Because Timothy had to be reminded of this life of faith. He had to remember that, that this faith is the core to his victory. This faith is the, 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 the substance that's going to cause him to win in life. So, so Dr. Savell, thank you for being one that continues to teach faith because, because it's not just <coughs> hearing it one time, but it's continually to be reminded of those basics to stir our heart up for those basics because those basics are what's going to cause us to win. You know, I've, my son Drew is an athlete as well, and, and he would, uh, we'd get in the gym, and, and I would teach him the form of, of how to play basketball. Yeah. And Well, he'd want to come in and go straight to the three-point line and start shooting threes as soon as he walked in. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, no, 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 we're going to get under the, we're going to get under the goal. We're going to work on our form, our technique. And faith is something that should be practiced. You know, and we should go deeper. And that's how we get more established in faith is that we practice faith and we, we practice what God says in his word and, and we believe what God says right. and, and then that settles it. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Let me read to you and we've re uh, read this on some of the previous broadcasts. Paul writing to Timothy and he says in chapter 3, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, this know also 
that in the last days perilous times shall come. And the word perilous means uh, times of great stress right. and great trouble. The Amplified says even hard to deal with and hard to bear. Right. It didn't say impossible to deal with or impossible to bear, bear, but they will be difficult. And he says that's going to happen in the last days. Yeah. Well, folks, we're already in the last days. We may not be at the very end, but we certainly are in the last days. And things are getting tougher. But it says in verse 14, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Mm. Now notice he says, when times get more and more difficult, notice he didn't say, you're going to need some new revelation that nobody's ever heard of to get you over. No, he said, but continue in the things which you have learned. Now, what does that say to the people who've never learned the basics of faith? What are they going to do? Without knowledge, they'll, they'll perish, right? That's right. I mean, a lack of knowledge is the major problem. Yeah. And if they've never been taught the basics of faith, right. then what are they going to do during perilous times? How are they going to go back to something that they never learned in the first place? Yeah. The, the people, you know, we, that's why we have to continue to preach this message and declare this message and declare this word. Because right after that, he talks about how all Scripture, all Scripture is God-breathed. It's for correction. It's for instruction in righteousness so that we would be thoroughly furnished for every good work. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes the Word of God. It takes faith in God's Word. It takes faith in God to overcome where this world is headed. And over the last few weeks, as you well know, last couple of months or so, man, it's been tough. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people in the natural, they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. But praise God, those of us who became established in faith, you know, nothing's changed. Uh, I feel sorry for people who've never learned how to exercise their faith. And I believe my assignment today is even stronger than it's ever been before. Teach people faith. Teach people how to win in life. And I don't know any other way. If there was any other way, don't you think in 51 years I would have figured it out? <laughs> I don't know any other way than to teach people how to put God's Word first place and to have confidence in its ability and its ability alone and just make up your mind that quitting is not an option. These are just basic principles that I learned 51 years ago. Many of you learned them many years ago. Some of you have let go of those principles, and now I think you're finding out, hey, I need to get back into the Word, and I need to lay hold upon those principles once again, because what I've been doing is not working. And I don't know about you, but I'm after something that'll work. Yeah. I don't want to waste my time on something that's not going to work. I want to make sure that what I'm doing is going to produce results. Amen? You know, I was thinking, uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking of, of Joshua when they're about to go over to the promised land and he's wanting them to go forward after Moses died. And he stands up and he encourages all the people and he says, remember what Moses said. Remember what Moses said, that this was our land. Remember what Moses said. So what, what I even hear Dr. Svelle saying, remember, go back, to, go back to this life of faith. Go back to what you learned. Go back because it's, it's not in staying put. It's not in going back. But jo Joshua was saying, look, you've got to go forward. You've got to go forward. But why would they go forward? 
to remember what Moses said. What did Moses say? Moses said what God said, saying this is our land. So continue to remind yourself and remember what God said to you, what God's spoken to you, because it's in that your life will continually be established in faith. And you remember God said to Joshua yeah. right after he was to continue the ministry of Moses and take the children of Israel into the uh, promised land. One of the first things God said to him was, take this word, meditate it day and night. Yes, yes. And observe to do all that is written therein, right. that you may make your way successful and have prosperity. Right. So notice it was important that Joshua never let go of the word. Right. Never think, okay, I've learned this. Moses taught me that, you know, 40 years ago. And this is a new day and new things are going on. So I can let go of what I learned from Moses and I can get my own revelation now. That's what's happened to a lot of preachers. Right. I've watched preachers come and go over the years. And uh, I don't know why some of them think I got to have my own message. You know, hey, I, when I first started out, my attitude was if I thought it was the way Kenneth Copeland combed his hair, I'm going to change the way I part mine tomorrow. <laughs> you know, if I thought it was the way Oral Roberts combed his hair, I'm, I'm going to slick mine back tomorrow, you know. But no, they, that didn't have anything to do with it. But I learned from those men, Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, the very basic principles of faith. And like God told Joshua, I continue to this day meditating on those things. I continue to this day uh, observing to do them, apply them. And the result is I'm having good success. Yeah. Not only that, praise God, I'm prospering. Mm -hmm. And that is, is God's promise to anybody that'll do it. Amen. And so the more established we are in the faith, the harder it's going to be for the devil to steal that word from That's us. That's right. In Mark chapter four, it talks about the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches right. and the lust for, of other things. And all those things are distractions. And I looked up just a simple definition of the word distraction. And it means a thing that prevents someone from giving attention to something else. Yeah. So it's designed to get our focus off the Word of God right. and to get our eyes onto something else. And then Satan can steal the Word from us. Yeah, a great example of that. Every time I see the word distraction, when I was in high school, I, I played baseball most of the time. That was my best sport. But I loved track and field as well. And, and I, I was a fast runner and, and uh, I loved pole vaulting too. And, uh, but I broke my leg pole vaulting. So <laughs> I decided that's, that's not what I need to specialize in. But... Uh, one year I was running the mile and I was short and I had short legs and I never could catch the number one guy on our team that was the, the best miler. He was tall, long legs, long strand, you know, and, and uh, I couldn't catch that guy. So I knew I would not be first, but I had a good chance of being second. And there was only, they only allowed the two fastest guys to go to the track meet, you know, to compete. So we were having our invitational track meet. Other high schools were coming. And uh, so we were practicing to see who was going to be the fastest two that would run the mile in that invitational track meet. Well, there was one guy that usually was second. Sometimes I'd beat him, sometimes I didn't. So I was determined I'm going to beat this guy. I want to be in this track meet. So, uh, I knew I couldn't catch the number one guy, 
but I'm, I'm keeping up the pace and we got one lap to go and I'm in second and I'm, I'm looking straight ahead, you know, and uh, I'm quite a distance behind the number one guy, but I'm also quite a distance ahead of the number two guy. Well, just before I got to the finish line, a little distance, I turned to see where he was and I tripped oh, and no. I began to roll in over in in those cinders and man, I, oh, and then he comes past me by oh. and I missed out on being in that track meet just because I got distracted. Yeah. And you know, even though I wasn't a believer back then, I learned something about distractions. And of course it's paid off now that I am a believer because Satan will do everything he possibly can to distract you where your faith is concerned. Yeah. You know, you're believing God for finances and the next thing you know, you get a phone call. It's a negative phone call. Or you get a, a letter in the mail and it's not a pleasant letter, mm-hmm. you know, and, or somebody tells you, you know, we used to believe for finances and it didn't work and we don't believe that way anymore. And it, those are distractions. Mm-hmm. And it's important, like the Apostle Paul said, and this has been one of my favorite phrases all these years, but none of these things move me. In other words, I'm focused. I will not let anything distract me. I'm sorry about what happened to other people, but I can't base my faith on their experiences. I got to base my faith on God's Word. And so it's important that you don't allow anything to distract you. Satan uses distractions to trip you up and to cause you to forfeit God's best for your life. Amen. Yeah. You know, faith, you know, is focus. Faith is focused. Faith is pointed and set on a certain direction. It's kind of like in Proverbs where, where you look straight on with fixed purpose, not moving to the left hand or the right. The enemy is always trying to get you to the left hand or the right. But I'm telling you, faith is always focused in a particular direction. And I remember years ago, I can't remember what year it was, but you talked about focus and you talked about being fixed on Christ's unlimited supply. And that that message has stuck with me. And that's that's where faith is, is being focused on the answer, focused not on the problem, but focus on the provision, focus on the provider, focus in a certain direction. Yeah. Let me close it out with this. Uh, We've just got a short time left. James chapter one, verse three, the message translation. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. I love that. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. You know, there are a lot of Christians today if you ask them, are you a person of faith? Oh yeah, praise God, I'm a faith person, but under pressure. <laughs> are you still believing what the Bible said? Are you still trusting God? Are you still focused on what He promised? Or have you become distracted and under pressure, now you're saying something different? So notice once again, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. You know, I want to encourage you as we uh, get ready to go to our announcements. I want to encourage you, show the devil the next time he creates pressure that he's not going to get by with what he got by with the last time he put you under pressure. Surprise him and tell him, not this time, buddy. This time I'm going to go forward. Quitting is not an option. And furthermore, I'm going to win. We'll be back in just a few moments. 
Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in the classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial Fisher for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. Do you know what it takes to outlast and overcome challenges? Why is it that some believers seem to struggle while others thrive? In today's special offer, Jerry Savelle reveals the key principles that have brought stability and victory in his life for over 50 years. This powerful package includes his book, Life of Faith, his four-part CD series, Faith Made Simple, and his book, The Established Heart. Your faith can grow stronger than ever before. Whether you're just starting your journey of faith or have been on it a while, in this package you will discover six steps to a successful faith project, two things you must have before you step out in faith, and how to see your circumstances through the eyes of faith. Begin to strengthen your faith today. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Established in Faith special package. This life-changing revelation of faith will empower you to live by faith, to overcome hardships, and to stand strong until your victory is seen. We're so glad that you joined us today. And, and I want to make you aware of these resource products that we have for you. And I'm telling you, the Word of God has changed my life over the last 27 years. And I want you to understand how valuable resources are. I remember years, years ago that someone placed a, back then, a VHS tape in, uh, brought into my life. And it was Dr. Savelle's most hilarious illustrations. And that was actually my first time ever hearing Dr. Savelle minister. And then that, that, that message and all those things changed my life. And, and so I want to encourage you to take advantage of the resources that are made available on this TV broadcast. I mean, here we have a book here called The Life of Faith. And, and he, Dr. Savelle shows you about how to win in faith, how to be grounded, how to be sustained in faith in such a powerful tool that will bring change and strength to your life in every area. Also, faith made simple. And also, we have the established heart. What a, what a powerful tool that will change your life. At this time, I'm going to have, ask Eric to pray for you. And, uh, and so open your heart as he, as he prays. Father, I pray for every viewer today, Lord. We thank you for this word that has gone out over the airways, Lord. And I thank you that this word is getting inside their heart, Father God, and that they're being established by this word right now, Father. And Lord, we just speak healing over every person there, physical healing, Father. Lord, that, that lady that, uh, that you show me that's in that chair, Father, that doesn't have the strength to get up, I speak strength to your body, uh, ma'am. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're healing uh, all those that are listening by, by way of however they're watching, Lord. We thank you for it today. We thank you for this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, we add this to our prayer that restoration is coming to every person yeah. who's been affected during that time of coronavirus and that everything that has been taken from them, stolen from them, 
is going to be restored sevenfold in Jesus' name. We'll see you next week. Amen.